Move over Martha's Vineyard. There's a new hotspot for Washington politicians. It's called Kiev or Kiev. I don't know. I've heard it. I've heard it pronounced. You know, it used to be called Kiev. There was chicken Kiev and now it's Kiev. I think it depends on your accent. What's up? This is Mark K. Saves the Republic. Thanks so much for joining me. Before we begin, I want to remind you that uh, this, this podcast is supported by our Joe Biden top secret document notepads. For those of you that are fans of Joe Biden, and for those of you who are not fans of Joe Biden, which I think there's more of those every single day, uh, you got to grab these top secret document notepads. They're fantastic. We have so many of them in the warehouse ready to ship. These are notepads that we made to emulate the top secret documents that Joe Biden left willy-nilly in his offices in D.C., in his garage next to his Corvette. These are notepads. They look just like top secret documents. In fact, they say top secret classified. Uh, Down here, there's redactions. Oh, up here it says President Biden's garage, Wilmington, Delaware. And then, of course, down at the bottom also, there's an ice cream stain. So you know these are authentic. There's a little chocolate chip ice cream stain on the corner because whenever Joe Biden touches something, uh, he dribbles ice cream on it. And then, of course, here's the watermark with Joe Biden in his guitar again to prove the authenticity of these documents. 50 pages per notepad, uh, high quality paper bond made in the United States of America. Seriously, these are these are American made products. So if you want to get yours, go to topsecretnotepad.com. If you're watching on social, just tap the uh, there's a link in the bio. You can tap the link in the bio. It'll take you right there. Topsecretnotepad.com. These are fantastic gift ideas. They're great if you want to get a conversation going at work, at school, whatever. Um, And again, all of these are totally inspired by Joe Biden, designed, printed, and shipped from the good old US of A, topsecretnotepad.com. All right, let's talk about Kiev a little bit because it's the new hotspot, man. If you're in Washington, D.C., if you're an elected official, if you're a politician, you want to go to Kiev. It's the place to be. It used to be people wanted to get, you know, Martha's Vineyard was where all the politicians went. Or it used to, long ago, it used to be the Hamptons. The Hamptons in New York on Long Island, that was a place where like John F. Kennedy would spend it. Well, I guess he would go. He would go to Cape Cod. Cape Cod, when Kennedy was in office, Cape Cod was the hotspot. Uh, but then you had the Hamptons. Now you have Martha's Vineyard. Everybody wants to go where the rich elitists have their mansions and their power boats and their Lamborghinis and their Bentleys and they all hobnob with each other, yada, yada, yada. Well, now the place to go apparently is Kiev in Ukraine, even though it's in the middle of a war with Vladimir Putin. So many, so many officials have gone to uh, to Kiev this past week. President Joe Biden was there for President's Day. He decided, you know what, on President's Day, should I celebrate here in the United States of America? No, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to Kiev and I'm going to hang out with my my favorite president, President Vladimir Zelensky. And they were then they were buds, man. They were broing it out. They were walking around downtown Kiev, fake sirens blaring. I mean, there were real sirens, but there were there wasn't really any threat. Uh, and then they they embraced. They hugged each other. You know, Joe Biden, I think probably got a couple sniffs of that good Ukrainian hair. The Vladimir Zelensky's got a lot. He's got a good head of Ukrainian hair. That guy. Um, Maybe I'd probably smell like vodka or potatoes or so. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, but Joe Biden went there and he gave a speech and he was loving life. And he was like, Kiev is the place to be. And he dumped a lot of money there. That's what rich people do. Rich people, when they go on vacation to a place, they go and they spend money. They buy all kinds of, you know, champagne and they go to the club and they, they're just dropping, you know, dead presidents on everybody. They, they, maybe they buy jewelry or they go shopping and they just, and they, that's why Martha's Vineyard is such a hotspot. That's why these places are, because they're expensive and rich people can go there and they can spend cash. And, uh, and it's very, very, 
It's very, very exciting for them. Well, Joe Biden did the same thing. He went to Kiev because Martha's Vineyard is over and he dropped a bunch of cash, about $500 million of American money on this war that continues to rage. Well, not to be outdone by President Biden, but uh, but a bunch of Republicans decided, hey, you know what? If Joe Biden's going there, we're going to go there, too. I'm serious. This is like the place to be. It's going to be like the Ibiza. It's going to be like the Ibiza of uh, of Eastern Europe. What's going to you know how like pretty soon after this war is over, they're going to start. It's going to be like the hot night spot where Paris Hilton is like spinning her latest hit or whatever. There's going to be people fly. It's going to be like Dubai. Kiev is going to be where everyone wants to go. Um, and uh, and the Republicans and the Democrats are already starting to do that. House Foreign Affairs Committee Chair Michael McCall from Texas led several Republican lawmakers Tuesday on a trip to Ukraine where they expressed their support to President Vladimir Zelensky and conducted oversight of military equipment. So these guys went there to tell Vladimir, we got your back, which Joe Biden just told him the other day. They inspected and over uh, inspected the oversight of military equipment. So they walked around acting like they they knew what was good. Yeah, these tanks look good. Go for it, guys. Go start shooting somebody. And then, of course, they uh, they got some photo ops and they and they had a meeting and then they came back. Um, this is really that's troublesome to me because typically you need to have you need to have two factions in the government. You need to have the faction that says we're going to spend all this money blindly on Ukraine and not be concerned about the outcome. We're not gonna have a strategy at all. We're just gonna write checks and send equipment and that's gonna be the end of that. And then you need to have another faction that's like, whoa, 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 hold on one second. Let's be a little more responsible. Let's understand exactly, if we're sending money out there, maybe we don't just send the money. Maybe we ask them what they need and provide that. Maybe we make sure that there's oversight. Maybe we say, maybe the money's contingent on something like, we'll do this, but it's contingent on A. You making sure it's spent this way, you sending us, you know, receipts so that we know the money's being spent in the proper way, you paying the money back when and if this war ever ends and you rebuild your country. That's not anything that ever happens. You know, Donald Trump brought that up a lot during his presidency. He said, why don't these countries ever pay? Why is it that, you know, the UN or the, uh, the NATO alliance, the NATO alliance, you got 30 some odd countries and we're the only ones that really pay for anything. We pay the most. And then the, uh, the UK pays the second most. But the second most is barely anything compared to what the United States is shelling out. Um, and that's not fair. So we want to know why are these why are these monies not being evenly distributed or why is it not a loan? You know, everybody loans us money when we want money. You know what we do? We borrow it. We well, that's not true. We just print more. <laughs> but typically we borrow it from China, which is a horrible idea. Why don't we loan money? Why don't we do what China does? Why don't we loan money to Ukraine instead? I mean, if I was going, let's say I was going to war with my neighbor and I needed a tank and I couldn't afford it, I wouldn't get a free one from somebody. I would buy one and they would, it would, we, I would get a loan. I'd go to, you know, the credit union. They'd be like, what do you need? I'm like, I need a tank. And they go, why? And I go, cause my neighbor's invading me and I kind of want to go to war with them. And he's like, okay, fine. Uh, we'll, we'll sell you the tank. Um, the APR is 4% on the loan. So, uh, you're going to owe us back this much money in the next 15 to 20 years. That's how, that's how stuff works. That's how the real world works. Not when you're Vladimir Zelensky, you just get all these cool gifts from people. Um, and then, you know, you never have to, there's never any, you know, there's never any payback. Uh, Matt Gates, however, is one of the few Republicans, and there's about 11 or 10, 10 or 11 of them, and they are a little fatigued, if you will, with Ukraine and all of this aid. I mean, $50 billion went to Ukraine last year, $50 billion was sent to Ukraine by the United States of America. 
more going out this year for sure. The longer this war rages, the more money we're going to spend, the costlier it's going to become for the United States of America. And, you know, the, the fact of the matter is that you have, you have this situation where all of this money is going out. And again, it's unaccounted for. And now Representative Matt Gates and the Republicans in Congress, who were just elected, by the way, during the war in Ukraine, and don't think this wasn't part of it. Don't think the reason that the Republicans aren't in charge of Congress is because of all the blind spending to Ukraine and other international wars. The American people know what's up. They know where the money's, I mean, they see where the money's going. They're not really understanding why. In fact, there's a new poll out that says uh, more people are fatigued and are less supportive of the matter in Ukraine and divided over it. A Pew Research study conducted January 18th through 24th found that over the past year, the percentage of those who believe the U.S. is providing too much aid to Ukraine has increased by 20%. Though factions of both Republicans and Democrats believe the aid is too much, 40% of Republicans feel that way compared to 15% of Democrats. That, ladies and gentlemen, is one of the reasons why the Republicans won back the House of Representatives. They believe that the war effort in Ukraine is expensive and costly, and they don't believe that Joe Biden has any kind of strategic vision as to the end game, as to when this thing is going to end, if it's going to end at all. Uh, in fact, right now, it just seems like Joe Biden is using Ukraine as a way to pretend to be tough. He's using it as a way to pretend to be tough against Vladimir Putin. He's using it instead of going to war with Putin or instead of meeting with Putin or instead of saying to Putin, because look, there's two ways to do it. You could do what Donald Trump did and meet with Putin face to face and say, don't do this. Or you could do it the way Joe Biden's doing it and allow Vladimir Zelensky to be the middleman. Instead of going to Putin and saying, don't do this, you know, we're, this is bad. Uh, Joe Biden goes to Vladimir Zelensky and goes, hey, you tell Putin not to do this and we'll just funnel you cash. We'll do, you just keep talking tough to Putin. You keep fighting him. You keep sending your troops over there to die and we'll keep funneling you money. And that way he'll get the message. But it won't be from me because, you know, I'm scared of the guy. It'll be from you. And that's kind of that's kind of the basis of what's going on. So look, it, it, you know, it's interesting to um, it's interesting to see what's going to happen. This bill, by the way, the uh, Ukraine fatigue bill is on the House floor. A bunch of people, like I said, a bunch of people, that, you know, and you and you wouldn't be shocked. Marjorie Taylor Greene is a supporter. Lauren Boebert, uh, Paul Gosar, Andy Biggs. Um, what's her name? Maria what, Luna. I always forget her name. Uh, Representative Luna from Miami. She's going to be a, she's she's a supporter of it as well. And this is going to be something that the longer this war goes on, the more money that we spend in Ukraine, the less of a vision that Joe Biden can share with what's going to happen in Ukraine, the less of the end game, uh, the, uh, you know, the more interesting it's going to be. Um, but it, it, we have an election coming up in 2024. And if this war rages on for another year, rest assured, it's going to be a huge issue. And more and more Americans are going to be sick and tired of spending our tax dollars to Ukraine instead of solidifying our border, building up our own military, or helping the folks in East Palestine, Ohio, or anywhere else in the United States of America, where Americans actually need help. Uh, so that's one thing that we're working on today, and that's one thing we're going to talk about at, during the Marquee Show at noon Eastern, 11 Central. Something else that I wanted to bring up, because this I thought was shocking. I don't know if you know this, but Florida, uh, Florida is not perfect. Florida is not, Florida's great, but it is not perfect. There's a... Um, there's a bill in Congress or in the uh, state legislature that's being introduced in Florida, which again, I look, it's still the oasis of freedom. It's still the only place I'd want to live. Of all 50 states, it is number one in my book. Dude, we got the best governor that's probably ever lived. And uh, if you know, no income tax, beaches galore, but there are, 
Democrats here. There are people with bad ideas. There are people that say, you know what? I know this is a great place, but I'm, I'd like to make it a little worse. And, uh, and unfortunately, you know, we can't, we can't do anything about that. Uh, but there's a new Florida bill introduced by state Senator Lauren Book, a Democrat who represents South Florida. And it is uh, to ban dogs. This is a bill. This is what they're worried about. This is what they're worried about. We have, we have, we have an immigration crisis. We have immigrants being funneled into this country by Joe Biden, sent to our state. We've got to spend money sending them, flying them out to Martha's Vineyard. Uh, you know, we've got all that. Oh, maybe we should fly them to Kiev, seeing as how that's the new Martha's Vineyard. I wonder if Joe, I wonder if Ron DeSantis could book a flight um, to get the Venezuelan immigrants to Kiev instead of Martha's Vineyard. Anyway, uh, I digress. So sure, her concern is that dogs in Florida are holding their heads out of windows when they drive. Now, everybody knows that dogs love to stick their heads out of windows when they drive. Dogs, you know, you get in the car, you roll down the window, the dog's like, this is my life. This is what, this is what the world is all about. I want to stick my head out the window. I want to feel the breeze on my face. I love being in the car. I love looking out. It's fantastic. Some dogs in Florida, I don't know if you know this, but some dogs, they just, you, they ride around the back of a pickup. That still happens. You see pickup trucks. There's dogs walking around in the back. Pickup truck just cruising down the road. Dog looking around like this is cool. And, uh, and now this, this Democrat lawmaker, she wants to prohibit dog owners from allowing their pets to, quote, extend its head or any other body part outside a motor vehicle window while the person is operating the motor vehicle on a public roadway. Also, this bill, if passed, which it won't be, uh, I mean, fun fact, we, got, we, have, we have smarter people in Florida that aren't going aren't gonna to worry about this. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> this would also require dogs, dogs to be harnessed in their seats. They would have to be, they can no longer sit in your lap. They can no longer sit in the seat next to you. They can no longer perch, you know, like my dog's little. And when I'm driving, like they like to sit right here on my arm and kind of look out the window. That would all be illegal. Your dog, if being in the car, would have to be harnessed in a pet harness or seat belt when traveling. And that's a big, I'm going to be honest with you, that's a big deal breaker. I think that's going to be the, I think that's going to be the one. You may have, you may have gotten away with the, with the dog keeping its head inside the vehicle at all times, but harnessing the dog, that's going to be a deal breaker for a lot of folks. Anyway, I want to talk a little bit, I want to get your opinions on that as well, because uh, that's going to be a big topic, I, I believe, coming up on the Mark K Show a little later on today, noon Eastern, 11 Central. Listen, get your top secret document notepads. I ain't kidding. These things are huge. These are, and the, we're, we haven't even seen the, the end of the uh, Joe Biden top secret document debacle. We haven't seen the end of the Joe Biden top secret document debacle. These top secret documents that were found all over in Joe Biden's offices um, that were paid for by the Chinese uh, donations that came into the University of Pennsylvania. These documents that were found in Joe Biden's garage, unlocked near his Corvette, these documents that were found in his home, um, they're a big part of the story. And as the, as the Republicans continue to dig into the Hunter Biden issue, keep in mind that the, the access Joe Biden had to these, the carelessness with which he held these, and the, his history of criminal behavior and selling out America to, well, the Chinese and Ukrainians and Russians and all these other enemies, we haven't even, by the way, we haven't even gotten, we have not even gotten to what's going on with the Middle East. Wait, Hunter Biden and Eastern Europe and China, that's one thing. But wait till you hear about James Biden and all of his um, dealings and all of his business uh, investments and all of his business um, and partners coming from the Middle East. That's a whole other that's a whole other part of the world that Joe Biden's been exploiting for personal gain. We'll get into that as well. Anyway, so listen, go to topsecretnotepad.com, topsecretnotepad.com to get your notepads We'll send them out to you as soon as we can. 
And also you'll be supporting this show. You'll be supporting the Mark K show. You'll be supporting Mark K saves the Republic and uh, everything else that we do here to do exactly that. We wake up every single day. We figure out what's going on in the world. We figure out who the enemies are, who our allies are. And then we figure out a way to bring you the information in a way that's entertaining and informative and inspiring because we want you to do the same thing in any way, shape or form you can, whether it's talking to your friends or explaining to the Democrats in your life that they're just totally misinformed. If it's uh, whether it's preaching uh, the, the, the gospel of, of conservatism and Americanism and traditionalism and constitutionalism, whether it's just sharing that, maybe you don't want to do it. Maybe you're like, you know, I love America, but I don't really know what to say when people say America's wrong or bad or Joe Biden's the best or socialism rocks, all these other things. Maybe you don't know what to say. That's okay. I do. So all yeah, and I and I put it out there every single day. So just share these podcasts, share these links, share these videos. Let everybody know, hey, this is what's up. You, me, this bald guy, yell it on on the internet. We all need to do whatever we can because uh, time's running out and our enemies are multiplying. Um, it's up to us because Joe Biden ain't doing it. There's a bunch of elected officials who aren't doing it. So it's up to you, me, and everyone else who can hear me right now to save the republic.